Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Welcome back to So You Want to Be a Witch. I am your host, Sarah M. Chapel, and today I want to talk about the importance of choosing your own adventure in your business. If you've been listening to the show or you're following me on Instagram, what? You're not following me on Instagram? Oh my God, come on over. Sarah M. Chapel, let's hang out. Uh, you know probably that I am working on creating what I'm calling HBA 2.0. HBA, the Holistic Business Academy, is my membership site for spiritual entrepreneurs who are looking to get to those $5,000 plus months uh, without working all the fucking time or feeling like they're gross, slimy, sleazy salespeople, right? People who want to do their work and do it in alignment with their values is really what we're focused on inside of the Holistic Business Academy. And we're over a year old now. We, we, we made it. Very exciting. And with that, it's time for me to dive back into our content and upgrade it. And I'm really excited because we're doing a full rebrand. Uh, it's it's so cool. It's definitely not what you would expect for like a spiritual business school, but like I don't think I'm what you expect for a spiritual business coach. So we're we're just gonna keep running with that. <laughs> and we are rebuilding the website, or say we I am rebuilding the website, and I am redoing our core content. Now, inside the Holistic Business Academy, we have something called the Holistic Business Framework. And we've talked about this in some of our episodes. If you want to learn more about it, you can check it out at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash impact, which is our free training that'll teach you about the Holistic Business Framework and then let you know if HBA is a good fit for you as part of this upgrade, rebrand, uh, and all this new content. Just so you know, we are raising the price on HBA in November. So if you think you want to join us, now is a great time to watch that training at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash impact and lock in our current rate as long as you remember in good standing. But as part of this process, I've been essentially auditing everything that I made last year for HBA. And this is the first product in a while where I've really been able to reiterate. Um, I, I have had the opportunity to actually watch what works, which doesn't work, this is the primary thing we focused on for over a year now in my business, which is wild. And getting to dive back in has been super powerful because it's helping me to discern even more where I have a different view of business than a lot of my colleagues, uh, than people I've learned from, um, to really see what is what is my perspective. And this is always exciting in our work, I think, when we get to kind of move past the place of feeling like we are kind of pulling from other sources or, or what we've like seen in the past but ha or have done in the past. In my case, as a someone who's worked in sales and marketing for like 15 years, you know, there's a lot of things that you learn to do, but maybe don't give yourself the space or time to explore them more deeply. And getting to reiterate on HBA is helping me to really see the places where um, where I disagree with people, right? Or where, where I've seen other things work maybe more effectively and really underlining, you know, why I think I have something important to say in the business space. And this can be true for any of our work, right? When we get to reiterate, we get to go deeper and really affirm our cosmology, our worldview of what we're doing. And if you've been following me for any length of time, you probably know, especially those of you who've been around for a couple of years, I'm really interested in cosmology and worldview and how we believe the world works and how that influences the kinds of choices, decisions, and possibilities that, um, that occur. And I do think this also matters, by the way, when you're working with a business coach. Like, what is their worldview? Are they someone who 
thinks if you just close your eyes and raise your vibration that you'll magically make a million dollars or they someone who maybe has a more fully fleshed uh, version of the universe. Sorry, that was a little snarky. Um, who believes that yes, we have great personal power uh, and that there are outside forces that are outside of our control and that we get to find the, find the places where we do have agency. But you know, that's my whole thing. But so I'm looking at this and I'm trying to figure out looking at HBA, like what are we really doing here? Because my goal with this program was always to make it foundational. And foundational is not the same as like beginner or, or easy. And I think that's super important to say. We tend to think of like foundations as being boring. But HBA being foundational means it's not predicated upon any particular, frankly, strategy or like piece of tech or social media platform, right? I'm not really interested in, you know, what the best hashtag strategy is on Instagram or Pinterest. And of course I use those tools. I think they're awesome, but I'm really interested in the levels a little bit deeper in learning how to think and how to make decisions and ultimately how to trust ourselves in our business. And like HBA has tons of strategy, but it's strategy that's really applicable regardless of what our tools are right now. You could use these same strategies 20, 30 years ago with mailing stuff to people in the physical mail as your mailing list instead of email, right? And like, what is timeless essentially? Maybe that's another way to put it. And foundational through this like ethical values-based lens of business. And I keep coming back to this idea of learning how to think. Because most of us were not raised to be entrepreneurs. Some of you might have been, right? Some of you had parents that had their own businesses or maybe you went to schools or had educational experiences or work experiences that were really about fostering the creativity and the decision-making power that it takes to be a business owner. Because growing a business is about two things primarily. It's about having a vision, right? I've said this before, you know, business owners create things that don't exist yet, right? We solve problems, we envision new worlds. Like that's our, that's our job is to see things that are not here yet and make them into reality. So we have to see the thing and then we have to do the thing, right? We have to learn not just to take action on it, right? That of course totally matters, but to actually make the decisions so that we can take action. And this is all about learning how to think and trust ourselves. And while you know, strategy is super important. And I really am a strategist, strategist at heart when it comes to business. All the strategy in the world doesn't matter if you don't make a decision, right? If you don't take action on it, if you don't actually let yourself see the full vision and bring it into the world. So I keep thinking about that, how we think about things, how we approach things is really more important than the systems and processes themselves. Um, I love a system. If you're following me over Instagram, you know, I keep showing pictures of our ClickUp boards and we're using this cool software called Miro, um, M-I-R-O, which is like a whiteboard software, which is so cool. Um, I basically have a bunch of virtual sticky notes now um, to map out this HBA framework. And like I'm doing, a, I'm using a lot of systems and tools to make this. But what I'm trying to do with that is actually to help me think better, right? I'm not following a like five steps to course creation strategy. I'm not really interested in that. I'm interested in, oh, how do I want this to be an experience for our customers? And I keep coming back to this idea of choose your own adventure. I actually wrote a little blurb about HBA that I'm gonna read to you because I'm gonna, I'm gonna offer it to you because I think it might be helpful for you and your business as well. And then we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into what I'm kind of rambling about. I wrote that HBA is modular, non-linear, exploratory, and intuitive. 
It guides but does not prescribe, trusting members to choose their own adventure as they create a business that is holistically aligned to their unique needs. And this might be our new mission statement. Like this was just like a random like moment of flow. Um, but I want to break it down a little bit. First of all, is this idea of something being modular, right? And we're going to dive into this and talk about business models a bit more in a second in terms of this idea of choose your own adventure. But a really successful business is, I believe, to some extent, modular. That is that, and I don't mean this in the sense of like, oh, it has a module, but of something that can be moved around, right? That there are these discrete pieces almost that can be picked up and put somewhere else. Uh, for example, a lot of you may recall that um, I spent several years focusing almost exclusively on teaching tarot and flower essences and other spiritual tools. Actually, at the time of this recording, um, it's my birthday next week. Libra, what? Um, and we're going to be releasing all of those in a bundle, a specially priced bundle just for my birthday. It's going to have my tarot for self-care course, my flower essences for self-care course. It's also going to have that new tarot for business bonus that so far you can only get if you're a yearly HBA member. So if you've been having your eyes on that, that's going to be in it. And I also made those amazing bonus a few years ago, all about making stone essences, both from like a safety perspective, but also like how to work with that from a spirit work perspective. All of that's going to be in this. And if you're interested in snagging that bonus, we're going to have it open for a couple days at a reduced rate of the bundle, sorry, with the bonuses. Um, you can check that out at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash tarot. I'm super stoked. It's going to be so much fun. But, you know, I don't teach those classes live anymore. We, we made HBA and then I was like, oh, okay. Like everything kind of finally clicked into place. It lined up and I was like, oh, all right, here's what I'm supposed to be doing. But the tarot work didn't just disappear. The tarot is modular, right? Like I can pick it up and put it into HBA. In fact, I did, right? A lot of that work is in that program. We also talked about something being non-linear and, you know, business, I think a lot of traditional business like teachings are extremely linear. Take this step, then this step and get this result, right? And while from an educational, you know, framework, I can understand and appreciate linear, linear processes, right? Something like my launch incubator is a much more linear experience because we're learning a specific skill in the incubator. We're learning how to craft a scalable offer how to launch it using a live launch. And then actually in the next round, we're going to be adding a little bit about taking that evergreen as well, because it's like way more easy than you think once you've done a live launch. But it's a very linear process. But HBA and really business is not linear. Individual skills, individual strategies might be linear, but business isn't. And I think that's one of the biggest kind of lies that we allow ourselves to believe. Um, doesn't matter how many Instagram posts I see of people being like, business isn't linear, you know, that, but we like have this belief somehow that it's supposed to be right. That in month one, you make a hundred dollars and in month two, you make $200 and in month three, you make $300. And that's really not how it works. It's much more like in month one, you make a hundred dollars and month two, you make nothing. And then in month five, you make $2,000 and in month six, you make nothing, <laughs> right? Until you get to this more stable place. And it's also nonlinear in the sense that we do tend to come back and explore the same issues over and over and over again. And that, that our own, you know, challenges and worldviews that maybe are not aligned with what we're trying to create keep reemerging, right? They just keep coming. That's been one of my big lessons this year is that the business has made more money than ever. I'm finally able to pay myself something like, like a living, like a salary, <laughs> like a real one. <laughs> and I can like pay for therapy, thank goodness, because I really need it this year, um, that, you know, I'm like, oh, great. So having those needs met definitely has reduced some level of my stress, but like, I'm still me, my problems are still here, right? 
And in that sense, it's nonlinear where your problems, your challenges, who you are, doesn't go away just because you grow. So when we're looking at creating a business, this idea of it being nonlinear can be baked into our foundation. And we can learn specific skills and strategies and still hold space for the fact that business is not a straight line. Um, we also talk about HBA being exploratory. And that's a big thing I want to underline here in our conversation today with this idea of choose your own adventure is what does it look like for you to explore in your business? Or maybe another word is to play, right? It's challenging when business is something that we are depending on, right, for our well-being, um, you know, until that universal basic income comes through, come on, like, you know, if I don't do my job, we don't make any money and I can't pay my bills, right? They're, like, it's a little hard to be exploratory when we have financial needs and maybe if you're like me, you know, are not particularly financially stable, right? Even though my business has grown a lot, like I still have a lot, a lot of shit we're working on on my end. And you may have that experience as well. I know a lot of you do. But being exploratory is really important because that's how we end up with a truly holistic business, by trying things, by seeing what we enjoy, what we like and what we don't like. Then finally, we talk about HBA and a holistic business as being intuitive, right? And there's a couple layers to this, but I think ultimately the one that really matters for our purposes today is the type of self-trust that comes from developing intuition, and that's that decision-making ability I mentioned before, where as a business owner, your job is to have a vision and then to make the decision to bring it into reality, right? And looking at this list and these concepts I'm sharing with you, this is a very different worldview than, um, than, than I see in a lot of places. And it's definitely a different worldview than a lot of my own teachers, that, that, this, that we can value nonlinear experience, that we can value intuition and we can value exploration in our businesses. Um, I actually shared uh, on Instagram just the other day that in September, my business wasn't profitable. We spent quite a bit more money than we made in September. And, you know, my, immediately, my immediate feeling, to be completely honest, was shame. It was, I was so ashamed that um, that, that happened. But it didn't just happen, and I'll get to that in a second. But that's how it felt that that happened, that I had failed, that I was a bad business owner because our growth was nonlinear, um, that we had had a bunch of great months, and then just kind of, in my, this is my story, we crashed down, right? Well, the reality is that we didn't crash down. This is why looking at your numbers is always really helpful. And the, the more truth, the bigger truth, is that I chose to actually delay some launches and revenue-generating activity because I've been having... Um, yeah, problems. <laughs> I've been having personal, I've been having some personal problems. I've been experiencing burnout um, for a couple months. I've been having some health issues as a result and some mental health issues. And it was important for me to be able to step back for September to just do the work that was already on my plate to maintain. And we were able to do that. We had the money in the bank to kind of like to slow down for a second. And there's you know, we, we, we are, we're in a place in a culture where urgency is king and where all anyone ever talks about is like making more and more and more money, right? We only hear about these big months. And you know, as I shared in a previous episode where we did our HBA year in review, I've been a little hesitant to talk about our revenue um, because I've been afraid, right? I've been afraid of judgment. I've been afraid of, you know, of, yeah, of judgment primarily, um, both, you know, oh, I thought you were making more and oh my God, you're making too much, right? And, you know, that's obviously, that's obviously my thing. 
And I'm a little afraid of judgment now being like, oh, we weren't profitable, right? <laughs> like revenue does not equal profit. <laughs> um, but I wanted to share that with you because I think it really underlines the non-linear nature of a holistic business. Could we have continued our growth last month? Definitely. But this is maybe the third or fourth time in the past two years that, I mean, and, and more than that in the entire process of my business where I've had to decide to pause or stop or shift because my health wouldn't allow us to grow sustainably. And I want that to be the kind of thinking and intuitive nonlinear engagement that we're having in our businesses, whether that's inside the Holistic Business Academy or just like, you know, you thinking about your business, that maybe it's worth it sometimes to, to not, (laughs) to not, (laughs) I think it is, it's worth it for me. And that those are kind of the core principles, if you will, of this program that I have. And when we're looking at what it really means then to be modular, modular, nonlinear, exploratory, and intuitive, and we come back to this idea of choosing your own adventure, I'm really interested in how we can facilitate experiences that give you actually choices. Now, it's funny because as a marketer, I'm like, oh my God, more choices are bad. More choices confuse people, right? If you can get someone from point A to point B, you know, faster and more simple, then do it, right? That's more valuable. But I also believe, especially when you're building the foundation of your business, the point A to point B isn't simple right? I could tell you, regardless of your business model, how to make $5,000 a month, like right now, right? Like that's not hard for me. I can vision that. I can vision map that for you in like five seconds. We do some math. We come up with some ideas. Boom. That's how you get there. But what happens if you do it and you hate it? What happens if you go all in on a model that you loathe and you're making $5,000 a month, but you don't want your business? making $10,000 a month, you don't want your business, right? You hate it. It happens all the time and no one wants to talk about it because they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed that they did what somebody else told them to do and that they hate it. And you know, we even do this in the incubator where we let people choose all these different ways to launch, right? The foundations are really solid. I'm very, very clear on what helps people to make decisions in the buying process what helps to attract people to your work. That's when we come back to this foundational thing. There are foundations to holistic, intuitive, attractive marketing and sales, but how you implement those, there's so much possibilities. That's why it's not like, we don't just teach like how to do a webinar, right? I don't teach how to do a challenge. Like I don't actually specialize in one launch model at all because they don't work for everyone. You know, we have a student who um, works full time and is sick, right? Is having health issues. And I was like, yeah, like heard, right? For that person, doing everything in advance and pre-recording a training makes more sense. Whereas for me, when I'm sick, it's actually easier for me to just to show up live for an hour and teach, which is why I like webinars. So I can get you from point A to point B. I can map that out for you. But honestly, who cares what I say, right? Who cares? I don't want to tell you your path from A to B. I don't want to tell you your specific path to 5K months. And you can... You know, you can buy skills, right? And when we're making business investments, this is one of our really useful things to think about, right? We can invest in specific skills. So if you come to the incubator, you're investing specifically in learning how to create a scalable offer and then live launch it, right? 
learning and, and with that you're really learning foundational marketing at a deeper level than we're able to do an HBA because of the scale of it and where your business is at that point and all sorts of stuff. But you know, be aware of the fact that like most business owners, especially people who teach business, but like in every area, you know, we all have our perspective, right? We all have something that we we all have skin in the game for how we teach and what we do. And in HBA, I mean, I mean, of course I have opinions, hello, if you listen to this show. But my goal with, with thinking about business is not to give you a prescription. Because I can. I mean, sure, I can give you the steps. But what if they're not your steps? You know, and I think as a student, this can be really frustrating, right? We just want people to tell us the answers. I think back a lot to the way that math was taught in my high school. It was fucking terrible. I still hate it. Here I am like 15 years later. Um, and I'm like, I hate, <laughs> I hate the way they taught in math at my high school. Because it was this like choose your own adventure thing. It was a bunch of word problems that were designed to guide you to discovering the foundational principles that they were trying to teach you instead of just teaching them to you. Well, for the way my brain worked, it didn't work super well. I did not do great in math in high school. In college, managed to get straight A's in calculus, right? I was like, what? <laughs> it didn't work for my learning style. But I think the idea when we look at business, especially if you do actually have enough resources, right, which is important. I'm not just like, figure it out, man. Meditate your way to 5K. Like, I'm sure there's a program called that. That's a great program name. Meditate your way to 5K. One of you should take that if it doesn't exist already. But like, that's not me, right? I'm like, I want us to have strategy. But that, that element of teaching people how to think and discover for themselves, that's more valuable than learning how to do something the way somebody else did it, right? Like a great coach and a great teacher is able to help you discover your way of doing things, not just having you replicate their results, right? Or replicate their methods. This is one of my favorite things about all of my programs is my students are always doing things that I've never done, right? Or like you know, uh, things that I, I've helped other people do, but like are not my path to success. That's the whole point, right? I love it when my students are like, can I do this? Is there any reason not to? And I'm like, if I can't think of a reason, I'm like, no, you should try it. So you can buy skills, but you can't buy, I mean, frankly, you can't buy intuition, right? You can't buy, you can't exchange money to learn to trust yourself. And you know, it's one of the reasons I do love tarot so much and why we're bringing back this tarot bundle. I think at the time of this recording, I haven't decided what we're going to call it. I think I'm going to call it Spiritual Self-Care for Entrepreneurs Bundle, but that is very long. But again, you can check it out at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash tarot. It's going to have all the tarot and flower essences and stone essences tools, like super supportive stuff. But again, even in that, like you, what you're learning how to do is to access your own intuition, right? It's designed to help you discover what you believe. Because who cares what I believe if it's not what you believe? I feel like this has gotten a little bit philosophical and less practical, so I'm going to try to bring it down to earth. If the goal is to develop a sustainable, holistic business that you love, where you are, where you are excited to do your work, where you are energized by your work, where you are making the money that you need, then I think we need to stop acting like there's only one way to get there. And... I want, especially as I'm looking deeper into our HBA 2.0, I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty proud of what we made, the, made initially. And like, I think it really, it really agrees with what I'm saying right now. But I'm really trying to make it even more of a choose your own adventure. I want to show you what's possible. I want to show you the way different things work so that you can think and decide. 
one of the big pieces that we're looking at actually is kind of giving better examples of specific business models. Basically as like, I don't know if template is quite the right word, but just like ideas, right? Because understanding how you make money is key for your business's success. And <laughs> the even, you know, people come into HBA all the time and they've never done the math on how much money they want to make or how much money they need to make. You know, really knowing those targets is absolutely critical because then you can reverse engineer what needs to happen in your business. And I've been thinking a lot about this in terms of business models because inside of HBA in particular, we have people with a lot of different business models, but maybe without the real understanding of how those work or don't work, right? Or, or what the pros and cons are of each. And, you know, when we talk about business models in this way, they're really just like a starting point for you to understand the benefits and scaling opportunities for different styles of business. And this is what I mean by choose your own adventure. When I started my business, I was a service provider. All right, I was, that was like almost all of what I did with a little bit of products and a little bit of education. And now I'd say I am, I am entirely a, almost entirely a, a, a uh, an educator, right? A digital product maker, really. And I do view myself as a product maker uh, more than a, more than like a coaching model because I'm not a service provider. And those things matter. Well, I'm going to break them down for you just a second. I think this will be helpful. But if you had told me, oh, well, your entire business is going to be a membership site, I probably would have like laughed at you and been like, no, I make phys- I, I like I make herbal products, y'all. Like my entire business is totally different than what you're saying. But if we have an understanding of different kinds of business models, then we can adapt that modular nature of pulling things in and out and moving them around and seeing what sticks for us. And in that process of learning to trust yourself. So how do you learn to trust yourself? You know, a great way to learn to trust yourself is totally tarot, like we mentioned, right? You can check out our tools for that specifically if you're interested. Um, I'm right now in therapy, hand raised, right? Really working on some of those deeper core wounds. We have a lot of amazing neuropsychological belief work in HBA to help to develop that trust. But honestly, I think that the trust in business comes from trying things. It comes from seeing what sticks. It comes from the exploration and choosing your own venture. It comes from playing. And if you're at a place in your business where you're trying to hit those like 5K months or maybe even up to 10K, depending on your business model, and it's not quite clicking yet, then it is time to play. It is time to choose your own adventure. It is time to try something and, and see what starts to feel good. And, you know, I remember when we first launched HBA last year, it was the first moment in my business where I felt like things clicked. I had heard business people talk about this and people I admired talk about the moment when you have the offer that clicks. I do think the offer part matters, but I also think it's the business model aspect, the kind of offer. For me, a scalable offer that's at a lower cost where I'm reaching hundreds and hundreds of people, that, that lights me up. That gets me excited. I can't tell you how, like, I mean, honestly, like, overjoyed, and I use this word all the time with HBA, but I truly mean it, honored I am to facilitate that space. It gets me more excited than, I mean, I love, I've always loved my one-on-one work, but having that level of impact gets me excited in a completely different way. I love the business model. It works for me. But for some of you, you're going to hate it. Memberships are not for everyone at all. They require, it's, it's much more like a traditional job in a lot of ways. But some of you are going to love making physical products and some of you are going to love one-on-one. And the only way you're going to know is if you're going to let yourself try. 
So if you're working on creating like consistent revenue in your business, I feel like that's a really great primary goal is like whatever you need to make to pay your bills and like feel solid, right? And I don't mean like, you know, your dream goals, just like what was the baseline, (laughs) right? What are the the not sexy goals that you have? Then having your hands in a few different pies here makes a lot of sense because you're still figuring it out. Once you want to scale, if that's something you're interested in, and we've talked about scaling on the podcast before and can link up some stuff in the show notes, scaling is about leveraging your time, right? It means that you're no longer the limiting factor in your business. At that point, it usually is, I'm going to say usually because, hey, choose your own adventure, it usually is necessary to narrow your focus, right? To really put your energies behind one or two products to be really effective. And that's what we have in my business. We have the Holistic Business Academy membership site. We have the incubator program. Those are our two products. We have a couple other things, right? Like I'm doing this tarot bundle for my birthday, which I'm super excited about. They're like bringing those back. And I do work with a handful of one-on-one clients every year. But like those are our two products. Like that's it, right? Because that really helps you to build something that's more sustainable. And the the kind of benefits of the like choose your own adventure spaghetti method (laughs) start to diminish over time it actually starts to, you start to lose time and money if you try to scale doing too many different things. And that's a little bit beyond what we're going to talk about today. But like, we can like run the math on it. You can see, oh, I'm actually starting to lose money. But at the beginning, that's not true, right? It's just not true. So I kind of wanted to run through a few different business models and kind of lay them out for you because I'm hoping this will help you to see where you're falling, what you're using, and maybe help you to pinpoint why some stuff you're doing isn't working or what you feel like is missing. So we have, I'm going to, I'm going to say four, we're going to go over four business models today. The first is the one of the content creator. And I think that a lot of you are going to really resonate with this. The big difference between a content creator and I would say an educator maybe is where your starting point is. And by that, I mean, um, are you driven by the desire to create content. You're a writer, you're a podcaster, you, you know, you're a YouTuber, uh, you're a poet, like, you know, we have a ton of folks like this at HBA, where you're driven by the need to create, right? That's like your thing. You want to write, you want to create, you want to make videos, like you're like, oh, I need to share this, right? Versus an educator who tends to be more results oriented, right? I'm an educator because I want to help you get a result. I want the journey to be enjoyable, certainly, but like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, my programs are poetry. They're not, right? So it's like, what is, what is motivating you? So content creator in general is creating content products, right? These are going to be books, blogs, um, you know, podcasts. A lot of times this is where we see the Patreon come in, right? Patreon being really a place to monetize content creation more than, a, than a, 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 an educational or business tool. For content creators, you know, while the advantage is you get to do work you love if you're a content creator, and I wouldn't choose this model unless you truly love producing content because it tends to be volume driven. And we'll talk about that in a second. Prices tend to be lower. So this can pair really well with the educator model, which we'll talk about in a second to increase revenue, um, which is all about perceived value. We have a perceived value that a book is worth less financially. We're willing to pay less than we are for a course, right? You know, which is wild, but we're totally willing to pay more to have something laid out for us step by step to have, you know, like feedback or community um, that has a lot of value, which means that so content creator products tend to be lower priced as a result. And because of that, audience building is the key. 
because your limiting factor as a content creator is your reach, right? If your products cost less, then you need to reach more people to hit the same goals. And this is why, you know, doing your math is so critical. I told you guys we we're going to go all over the place today, right? But let's say you want to make $5,000 a month and your key product is a $27 ebook. You need to sell 186 of those every month to hit $5,000, right? Or let's say you're on Patreon and Patreon pricing tends to be super low. Um, sorry, that's my peccadillo with it. Um, that like, it's more like a tip jar, which is totally fine, but it's hard to make a business off of that. Almost everybody seems to have like a $3 tier as their main tier. So if you want to make $5,000 a month and $3 is your product, say nothing of the fees that Patreon is taking out of it, you need to have... 1,667 people on Patreon paying $3 a month to have that be your revenue. 5,000, right? Pay $3 a month, sorry. So this becomes important when your limiting factor is reach, right? You need a bigger audience as a content creator. And some of you already have that, so this model is probably working well for you, right? If you have like 20, 30, 40,000 people following you on Instagram already, you can probably be a content creator and, and make a living. You see it, people do that all the time, right? Um, but if you are someone and you're wondering, okay, why am I having a harder time hitting these revenue goals? It's probably because you are solely a content creator at this juncture. And I want to come back as like, choose your own adventure. You can choose your own adventure, but this is a great place to play. Can you make something that is worth more? Is it a service? Is it a, a coaching package, right? A consulting package. If you make content, people are probably willing to pay you to learn how, they, how to do it. Is there an educational or an experience that you can create, right? Guiding people through something with more intention than, than maybe an ebook or, or a book does or a video or something. So we also have physical products, right? Product makers can be really, is a great supplement to really any business at the beginning. Um, ultimately, I think it's very, all these are personality driven. Um, but the choose your own adventure here is recognizing that like, the limiting factor is in generally the cost and then the time. It costs money to make physical products. So I know when I had my product line, when we were starting, our one-on-one -on -one work was paying for the physical products until we sold the physical products, right? I mean, until we got into that cycle because I didn't have any startup funding. And that's why a lot of times you'll see people raise venture capital or get investors for physical products or, or you know, brick and mortar because you have there's a lot of upfront costs, whereas things like content production most service and most education, the upfront costs are super low. I mean, you can run a course, uh, I mean, spending $15 for Zoom. <laughs> like, it's super cheap to, to have an info product. But physical products are more expensive. I mean, you can do wholesale, which is a powerful way to boost your reach and increase revenue. Um, you have to make sure your pricing is aligned for that. Um, there's a lot of cool ways to, to reach people. This is an awesome place to collaborate with those content creators, with those influencers, do influencer marketing or things like that. Um, but it's also something that tends to be a little bit overwhelming if you're working out of your house too, right? So some of you love making products. It's super awesome. The question is, where are your limiting factors, right? Are you running out of money to buy more stuff to make your products? Are you running out of time you know, I find people who have physical product lines tend to need to hire sooner than people with digital products because you can only fill so many bottles in a day, right? Or only do so many things of a day. And if you are limited by those things, are you actually charging enough, right? But I found, uh, you know, for me personally, that it was actually super fun to have physical products as a break from all the computer work, right? Like it really stoked that part of my brain while we were working on figuring out like what I like to even do and how we were going to make money. Um, so, you know, again, you get to play around with this. 
But you also have service-based businesses, right? And this can be like done for you stuff, like building people's websites or, um, you know, making plans for them or, you know, things like tarot reading, coaching, astrology, one-on-one sessions, right? Services are really powerful because they tend to be inexpensive. Um, Sometimes depending on what you do, you might need a fancy piece of software or equipment, but ultimately the limiting factor is time, right? Because you can only do so many. But this is a really powerful way to get started. And I wanted to mention this up front because in general services are things we pay more for, right? They actually have a higher um, a higher price on average than anything else we've talked about so far. So when you pair that, when you pair some of these models together, it becomes easier to explore how you're gonna hit your revenue goals, right? How you're gonna choose your own adventure. Doing a hybrid here works super well. The limiting factor, of course, in a service is time, right? As we said, you can only see so many clients a day. If you're like me and a lot of my students, your health or mental health might be a factor there as well. There's only so much you can do. But, you know, it's 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 easy to scale in some senses because you can hire people to help you do the work, right? This is the agency model. This is how doctor's offices work. This is how therapist's offices work. Uh, how, you know, ad agencies work. How schools work, right? This is very common where you hire other people to do the work um, or to do some of the work. Uh, so I like services though, as part of the makeup when you're getting to that five figure mark, because you can put together packages that cost more. You can really boost your initial revenue by having something that is more expensive. Like a, like a three month, you know, coaching or mentorship package for somebody who has skills, but is like, you're in the beginning of your business. I mean, that's probably $2,000, right? Like that's like a totally reasonable price for, you know, someone who had, you know, if you of course know what you're doing, but you're like kind of at the earlier stages of your business, that's a huge difference than our $3, you know, a person on Patreon, right? So these things fit together well, and again, can be modular. You can pull in different pieces and see what works for you to help you reach those goals while you're still playing and exploring. And the final one we'll talk about today is this idea of the educator. And um, this is really where we have digital products, classes, group experiences, online programs, group coaching, all of those kinds of stuff, right? And I mean, the frank, frankly, this is a booming industry right now. Um, COVID lockdown hasn't hurt that because so many people are online now. This is a space where, you know, most of my clients have actually made more money during the lockdown um, than they did before. And, you know, we see this not just online though, right? Like group experiences, like I think a lot of like sound baths and breathwork groups and stuff, those really fall in this category as well. Um, you could maybe view those as being a service, but I think when it starts to be a group experience, it kind of shifts out of the service and because it's more scalable. And that's really why the educator model is so, uh, honestly, like awesome if you enjoy it, um, which not everyone does. So super, be super clear there, right? I'm not here to be like, you have to have a digital scalable product. Um, but because it is reaching more people at one time and because it, if you do it online in particular, the startup costs are so low. I mean, it's like, I see this a lot with online business owners where people think that like spending, I don't know, like 40 bucks on a piece of software a month is a lot of money. And it's like, if you started a brick and mortar, you would have like $10,000 a month in rent. Right. Like, I, I mean, I, and I get it because I, when I, I, we have an old episode and we're going to redo it soon on business on a budget. When I started my business, I would sign up for free trials, do something and then quit all the time and then rejoin and get another free trial with a different email address and quit. Like I'm not here to this, like, no shame, <laughs> but 
you know, the fact that we can even do that, right? You can't do a free trial on a brick and mortar space for two weeks and then leave. <laughs> like that doesn't work. There's so much more flexibility in terms of uh, these business models. So this is a place where we get to really be results focused. And that is a big difference between the educator and the content creator. The content creator, again, is, is a creator. These are our artists, our writers, like, you know, you, you are all so brilliant. <laughs> and uh, that's never really been part of my model very effectively, even though I would, I am a writer and I am a, a creator, but I'm not, I don't really monetize that part of my life. Um, but the education model works well because it's very focused, right? And having a clear result can help you to really stand out. And the only limiting factors here potentially are tech, right? So if you are not tech savvy, you'll need some help with that. Um, and there are those tech costs, right? But you know, they're, they're pretty fixed. They don't grow a ton as you grow. So um, at some point you'll need customer support, right? You'll need, you'll need some help, but you can get so much further with this model um, than some of the other ones. But the reason I'm kind of laying all this out for you, which I hope is helpful to kind of see the different models and some of their pros and cons, is because when you're working on growing your business, there's gonna be people who tell you like, oh, well, if you don't have an online course, your business is gonna fail, or the best way to have a business is to do one-on-one -on -one services, or, you know, oh, a Patreon is the best way. And I just wanna be like, none of these are the best way, <laughs> right? I personally like the educator model because I like that the startup costs are very low. I think that it's one of the easiest ways to get your foot in the door. But I also know people who hate teaching right? If you don't like teaching, this is model is not for you, right? If what you want to do is like write beautiful things and get paid for it, then that's a different model. If you want to make things with your hands, that's a different model. If you want to provide a service or do sessions, that's a different model. So, I mean, yes, this kind of stemmed out of me, like my deep reflections on HBA, which is that we offer a lot of choice. And that's my goal when we're redoing this is like, let's show you the pros and cons and the possibilities of so many different things. Because whether it's me or another coach or a guide or a book, none of us know what you need as well as you need it, right? And like, I see my job in this podcast, but also in all my programs to help you discover what you need, right? My job is to hold the vision for the future you've said you wanted, but that doesn't mean that it's my job to bludgeon you into doing things my way. Definitely not. And I'm not afraid to have my opinions, but I'm going to tell you that they're an opinion, right? I am not like the god of marketing. Thank goodness. Ugh, gross. <laughs> I'm just like so over this idea that that there's only one way to get there because there isn't. And if you wanted a cookie cutter way to run a business, honestly, you wouldn't be here listening to me. And if, you know, I, 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 I get that desire. You know, if I come back to it all the time, I'm like, oh, if I just learn this system, then I'll get to the next level. If I just learn this skill, I'll get to the next level. And sometimes skills investments are super useful, right? I buy stuff all the time that I actually already know how to do just so that I have like kind of the accountability to do it, <laughs> right? Or like the, um, like just to have somebody step-by-step -step perspective that's different than mine. Because sometimes it's helpful for me to get out of my own head, even if I already have the skill. But like, or to see different, like see a different version of it, right? It's always cool to see how other people are doing things. But I don't want you to buy into the story that any of these things are the only way to get there including what I'm saying, right? You can totally be like, wow, Sarah, that sounds super complicated to consider all these different, you know, things and explore. I really just want to get this result right away. I want to make this much money right away. Awesome, right? There are people who can help you to do that. And I can help you to do that too, honestly. Like, again, I can map out your 5k month in, in two minutes. Not hard for me. It's a gift I have. Um, and you'll start to learn to think that way too. 
but what if like you get to choose your own adventure? <laughs> what if, you know, learning how to think and explore and trust yourself is actually just as important as the result that you get? That making $5,000 a month or more doing what you love in a way that works for you, that is aligned with your values, but also with your needs, is worth exploring. Is worth questioning what people tell you is the only way to make that money. Is worth, you know, pushing back and, and inquiring and learning to trust yourself more deeply. I think it is. When I started my business, I assumed, because these were the models I saw, and because it's also what I thought I wanted, that I would primarily be a one-on-one service provider. That was really what I wanted to do. I wanted to do client work. And I did a lot of that in my first couple of years. I started bringing in some education stuff as well, which I really did enjoy. But I realized the client work wouldn't work for me. I don't have the consistency of energy. My health is, I mean, at this exact moment, it sucks, but is variable. <laughs> my health is variable, let's put it like that. My energy levels are variable. My, my well-being is variable. And I don't find that that really lent itself to client work. The same way that an education model, especially a scalable education model, does. A scalable education model lets me do something once or irregularly or for very short periods of time and then not, right? So actually why I love live launching so much too, even though I also run Evergreen Funnels um, now for the membership. And I've done, I mean, we've done funnels for years, but um, setting up kind of that specific one for the membership was a bigger project. But we like, I like live launching because then I'm done, right? My body's like, I need a break. <laughs> I like the ebb and flow of pulsing like that in my business being on and off. And you may not be that way. You may be completely different than me. And that's why when you're approaching your business, to come back to the very beginning, learning to think and trust yourself, in addition to learning foundational sales and marketing, because it does matter, like business foundations matter. But in addition to that, like learning to trust yourself matters more. <laughs> because ultimately, me or any coach or any guide or any teacher or any book can tell you how to make money. But making money in a way that is sustainable, supportive, and aligned for you personally, that is choose your own adventure work. That is non-linear, messy, non-profitable month, <laughs> oops, work. I didn't build my business so that I would have to work all the fucking time to meet other people's goals and expectations of me. I didn't build my business, honestly, to feel ashamed about taking a month off from selling. I didn't do that two months off from selling. <laughs> we took August and September off. I built my business so I could do that because I wasn't always able to. There have been times where I couldn't do that and I had to go back and get another job. There have been times when I've had to push through stuff I didn't want to do because I couldn't afford not to. When you're building your business, you're building it for you. You're building it for the people you're here to help, right? The work itself, but the structure of it, that's for you. So I want you to choose your own adventure. Whether you decide to join us inside the Holistic Business Academy, 
Whether you want to hone your intuition in our tarot bundle, I would love to see you there. It's going to be so much fun to, to reopen the doors to that. But Or whether you just are like, okay, this was useful and I never want to hear from Sarah again and you don't listen again. That's, that's okay too. But let you choose, right? Don't let someone else tell you what your business is supposed to be. Ask yourself great questions and learn to decide what is the adventure that I want to go on. I hope this has been useful for you. It's been super fun for me to kind of break down this idea of choice in business rather than like the linear, like learn this step-by-step -step skill or else your business will fail <laughs> kind of model. If you're inside the Holistic Business Academy, I hope you're excited to get more content around this because we are building out some more stuff about this in particular to help you guys get more clarity. And then, um, yeah, our tarot bundle will be going live for my birthday. My birthday is October 17th, if you want to come reach, wish me a happy birthday. And um, we'll have that bundle live so you guys can dive into more of the spiritual self-care tools that I know for me and for many of my students have made a massive difference, not just in terms of having more skills in your toolkit for your customers, but in, again, learning to build that trust. All right, I will see you all next time. Bye for now.